thing. Because we are coming to the beginning of the year of 2019. We've just finished 2018. We feel we have an all night year. But I've purpose in my heart that 2019 to 2020, we are going to have an all night or we are going to have a prayer time which we shall gather and we shall uh, sing on the last, we we'll pray together on the last day of the month, regardless of whether who is working or not. <coughs> we are opening our way to the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24. For those of you who are able with you, Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24. <coughs> Today we are not really going to be preaching, or hopefully I am not going to be preaching. Uh, I just want to kind of give a plan and a platform for the for our aim and motive for the whole year. And not only for the year, but for the, all the years that shall come together. I shall explain this as we go. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Now this was a Jesus Christ who was actually preaching one of his first or second sermons on the mount. Jesus Christ used to preach the word of God. He would actually read the scriptures and he would come and he would preach to the people. And this first sermon was the sermon on the mount. After he had been baptized, he went into the wilderness for 40 days. And when he came back from the wilderness, he went to the mount, Simon. He went to the mount and he started preaching. And this is part of the parcel of his messages, and his messages were part and parcel of his doctrine. So it says there on Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever hears these things, he's coming to the end of his sermon. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them. So there's both to hear and to do. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. May the Lord has his blessing the reading of the word. Amen. We are starting the beginning of the year, and like I said, we didn't have an opportunity to uh, have an, an, all, an all night. But whatsoever, also, I'm not going to, I'm telling you to try to preach, I want to say, I want to just be talking. What happens almost each time that people come towards the end of the year, 
is that individuals can you remove this screen and put on the screen which I told you earlier? Is that individuals and blessings, or maybe I'm going to move it out the right. I was going to say move. Individuals at the end of the year get to a place where each individual considers what has happened in the previous year. Somehow people get a moment of time when they start thinking about ah. Time is flown so much that a year is past. So what have I done in this past year? What have I achieved? What have I not achieved? What have I done well? What have I not done? They kind of take a stock count. They kind of wait and pause to see what is going on well, what is not going on well. It is very good. The word that is normally taken and used in English is called an inventory. Meaning that you want to check how where you are. If it is a shop, if they are doing sales and they will come to the end of the year, they do what they call a, a stock check because they want to find out how many goods they've sold that year and how many goods they've not sold that year. And the managers and so forth do an analysis of the goods that they've sold that year, which goods were selling well and which goods were not selling well. They do this with a purpose. The purpose is to find out so in the coming year, what they can do better, how they can do, the, how they can sell better things, which kind of clothing would they be selling more, which kind of clothing would they be selling less. The same thing to, a, to, 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 to an individual, whether they are a believer or not a believer, they also took count of what they would do the following year, what they can improve on, the following year and what they can take away from the previous year. This is just natural thing that happens towards the end of the year. If people would do that towards the end of each month, it would really be a big thing. Just to imagine the atmosphere that the people have at the end of December, 2031st, if they could do that every end of the January, that they are talking counting what have they done in the previous month, what have they done well and what they have not done well? And how they've lived that previous month, what they can do better for February and what they cannot do better for, for February. And take a talk count of how they can live and how they can better themselves. A man has always been in a position to better themselves. Among all the animals that God has given upon the earth, a man has got a soul. And that soul is God a being that lives in it and that being is God and God is always progressing so since the beginning of time if ever you take a man and you throw him in the middle of Amazon where there is nothing where there is no life when you come back there a thousand years you will see that something would have happened there because a man wants to progress there is something in a man that makes him to build a fire to build a heart to make a survival means so if people were going to do that every month, how much better would the next month be for that person than the previous month? Because they are taking a stock count of what they were doing. If people were going to do that every week, how much better it would be that that week would be better than the previous week? Because they are taking count of how they live each week. 
work every week, every Monday, every Friday. We took, we take our diaries and we look at and we plan. So next week, what am I going to be doing? And this week, what have I done? They are trying to put the focus. What can I do better next week than what I than what I've done previously? And what I, can I learn from my previous week that I can do better in my work in my job for me to progress? So that I can do well in what I'm trying to do in my job, in my in my way of living. If a Christian, if a believer, if every person that comes on a Sunday is trying to say, Well, I'm coming to the house of the Lord, I've had a week, but now I'm going to take a stroke of what I have done for the Lord the previous week and what I can do better for the Lord in the incoming week. Lord, help me. Lord, show me my mistakes. Lord, show me my strength. Lord, show me what I, how I can save you better. Each Sunday, they would be moving from one glory unto the next glory. As the word of God says that we are always progressing. Christianity does not look back. It is always going towards its end. And the end of it is what the Lord brings upon the vision of the people. If you want to if you want to direct people, if you want to, to live people, you don't show them where they are coming from. You show them where they are going. So if you show them where they are going, their eyes and their focus is not distracted by the things that are on the right side, on the right, on the things that are on the west side, on the left. They are looking ahead, on the far end. The prophet tells a particular story of a young boy. There was a competition. And in this competition, there was a bridge. And in that bridge, there was a, you know how it is in competition, there's a prize, there's a reward to take if you win in a competition. So there was a reward that people were going to get a reward if they were able to cross that, that, that gulf. But there was a, it's just like a, there was kind of a plank that crosses from this side to this side. In, uh, in, in, in Mashingo, if you were to walk along the road from Mashingo going to Mucheke, there's Mucheke River in between, and in between Mucheke River, there's a little bridge which people hold on to, and they, they walk, tending like that, blessing in that road, you know, as well, there is a blessing, you know about it. But you walk, tending upon it, so it's not a prank, but it's just a small bridge. And I'm just reminded of it, while I'm talking about it. Because this, in, in the prophet's day, well, the prophet was talking about this prank and how people were told that if you want to, if you were to cross that, you'll get a reward at the end. We need a mic and I'm going to talk about mics at the end in some time in between this service. So, the, 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 the story goes that people would come and then they would look. Now, the reason why I spoke about the, the one in Mashingo is because the river is way down, and if you are walking down on that thing, you would actually feel scared. I used to feel scared. I used to cross that river. So I would be looking down on the road, on the, on the rocks and this, until I cross over. So people who were crossing those prints, they would come, and they would actually be told that they should use their bicycles. So they would come and they would be riding their bicycles, but when they are riding their bicycles, they would be looking down, and the moment they look down, a fear would come upon them, and once the fear comes upon them, they would fall, right? And then they would not, they would not get across. Then another one would come, they would come and come and come and they would look down, and then they would, they would fear, and then they would, they, would, they would fall. Then came another small young man, a 
And this man just rode a bicycle, and when he came, he just came with the bicycle, and he just put his ass, and he just looked towards the end, and he walked, and he drove, and he put past. And the prophet says, the reason why he was able to cross that bridge, he didn't look to the left, he didn't look to the right so that he could fear, he just looked straight ahead where he was going, and he focused on the, on the end goal, and when he focused on the end goal, he was not distracted, neither did any fear or anxiety arise in him, because there was the cross. And the Bible says, when you focus on the cross of Calvary, on what the Lord Jesus Christ has done, you will pass from the gulf from death unto life, because you are focusing on the end, and the end of the cross is eternity, is life eternal, is joy, is peace, is the living eternally with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is our focus that we are coming to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ when Christ is calling a people and the people are going to be raptured to eternity. So our focus should be on the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our focus should be on the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our focus should be on the eternity. Our focus will only get to that eternity if we have the cross of Calvary along the way. The reason why the cross being an important thing is that all our sins, all our iniquities, the things that lead us for not getting to our goal are all vanished away. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know why I spoke about this because it is my plan. Really, I want to say that as we come to 2019, oh, one last thing before we go to this, this second part. If each individual was going to consider each day, We've spoken about the week and talking events of each day. How much today would be better off than yesterday? If each morning a person was going to be saying, Lord, I hope my morning and my day be better than yesterday, then it would mean that each day would be more glorious than the other day before. Hallelujah. So this is why people take stock and count. So if you come to 2019, I I have this element which I always plan and try to do. It doesn't sometimes work, but I hope it works all the time. I want to address things when I am here in Watford, Scotland Bay is according to how we focus and put our attention on the fellowship of Spirit Bed Fellowship. And then I want to address things that pertain to home and our family home is the family of Makumbe, not as a Spirit Bed Fellowship, but at home. But sometimes what then happens is that the things at home interfere with the things at Spirit Bed Fellowship. So there is, there is kind of like a, 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 a cow. But realistically speaking, because we are just a family here, I would want to address the things that Makumbe family, it's Makumbe family homes, and the things that Spurgeon's bed, it's Spurgeon's bed fellowship, and if there are things that Spurgeon's bed fellowship that needs to be addressed at home, then they can also be addressed at home. If we had about three, four, five, six, seven family fellowship, then you can mingle. You can also think, think about family that addresses everything together. Because as a family, we are in a community of a change, and then you can all we can also be one. 
But when you do it like this, and you are also there and there, it doesn't bring out as if you are in fellowshiping. Yes. But for today, because I wanted to address the thing that our fellowship on the 31st at home for home here, and you didn't get the opportunity, I might mingle and put these things together. Just for the sake of today. But realistically speaking, I want to address things at home, being at home, and things at fellowship, being at fellowship for now. But if there are more families, then we can address them together. Because when you are at home, in your family, you put yourself in an office of a pastor. If you are a husband, then a family man. When you are at church, you might put yourself in an office of a pastor, but if that pastorship office is not there, there's no need to put a pastorship fellowship at fellowship at this time. We are only starting. So it has to be an evangelical office. An evangelist. Yeah. But a pastorship is you are talking about home life, about individuals, about life. Anyway, bringing it together, I wanted to say we have a big challenge that lies ahead of us in 2019. We have a big challenge that lies ahead of us in 2020. We have a big challenge that lies ahead of us in 2021, 2022, 2023, and this life goes on. Why? Because when we started the fellowship, it wasn't a strategy for we were starting it just for a little while, for a little week, for six months, and then it will, it will die down. We are just sitting here for, 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 for a year, and then it will die down. Or oh, it's just a two, three, four year thing. No, 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 no. It was a junction of time when we then had to make a decision that from henceforth we are taking a corner. We are now taking a direction where we are going to have a fellowship. And it's going to be a life event. A life event that it makes a mark in your life that it changes the course and the direction of how you live, how you present yourself, how you do your things. When 2017 comes, people were talking about system change. 17 being a system change. And surely 17, some of us found that there were things in our personal life when we believed those messages that actually brought a change. When 2018 came, People were talking about 18 is the number of independence because at 18, every person is called, you are now an adult. You are now becoming more independent. You are now expected to have made, make your own decisions, but as those decisions are being made and being an adult, you are also need guidance, but you are being transitioned from, a, from, from an adolescent into a, a young adult, so you are, you, are, you are becoming more independent. And 18 is a, is a figure of independence. But 2019, nobody speaks much about it, or 19. But in reality, 19 is a gross face. And really, in 2017, there was a change. In 2018, there was another change. In 2017, there was a change when we had to make a decision to say, ah, oh, we are making a system change, we are leaving LCA, we are going to let you. In 2018, unbeknown, there was another change when we were making, no, 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 we are leaving Edin and we are coming over to Watford, and in Watford we are becoming more independent. Just like an adult, a young person who has gone through the phases of life, and now they are going to a change whereby they, they are having a system change. At 17, there's a system change bodily. Your body changes at 17. And at 18, you, 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 also, you, also, you also grow as your body has changed, becoming more independent. You know, 
the, 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 the body of a human being has got a cycle of seven. After seven years, there's something that changes in the body of a human being. After another seven years, at 14, there's another change. After another seven years, at 21, there's another change. After another seven years, at 28, there's another change. After seven years, at 35, there's another change. At 42, there's another change. At 49, there's another change. It goes on in circles of seven years as time goes on. That's how the body changes. So we are coming to 2019. And in 2019, I said, we have the challenge that this work that we are doing at Special Paid Fellowship in Watford is not just a temporary thing. So if you know that's a temporary thing, we have to focus our teaching to the far end, not just on the things that somebody might distract us. The things that if we were to look upon, our heart would fear, and then we would not cross over. We have to put our focus in the far, far, far end. Now, if you are putting your focus on the far end, and you are building a fellowship, which, which, which we are starting is, of, as of now, you have to know what the foundation of it because the foundation of any great work lays the foundation of how that great work is going to be done, it's going to happen and that be achieved at the end of it. If we to talk, talk about the education system, primary schooling lays the foundation for secondary schooling. In primary school, you learn everything that you need for you to go into secondary schooling. In secondary schooling, you learn everything that you need for you to go into college or university. In college or university, you learn everything that you need for a diploma for you to get into that particular job that might be, is that you might be going to be working. And for when you get into that job, particular job, you still have to pay particular to a particular niche area of that job which you have to focus on and be a specialist on. So it becomes narrower and narrower and narrower. And as it becomes narrower and narrower and narrower, it becomes like a pyramid. And the pyramid was the second Bible that God gave on earth. The first Bible God gave on earth was nature. How it was creating things. It was creating things that the nature was happening and everything else. Nature became a Bible. That's why the people of old who did not hold this Bible today are going to be judged according to how they responded to nature. The second Bible that God made was the pyramid that Enoch built in Egypt. And in that pyramid, he built them in such a way that when he turned to the climax of it, the climax of it brought a self-actualization. It brought everything. It took everything from the foundation and everything from the foundation was being put to the next foundation, everything from the next foundation was being put to the next foundation, everything from the next foundation was being put to the next foundation, until when you get to the top, everything from the foundation was at the top. So at the top, you would have everything. Just like I said, if you are going to be, let's say, uh, which, which, which specialist can I talk of? Um, which job can I talk of as a, as a, as a, as a, as a specialist? Well, yeah, yes, I were talking about engineering. If you are going to be a, a, a specialist, where there was an engineer that built the, the, the bridge in Australia. He was a world engineer. He probably speaks of him about in the time-tested memorial. If you are going to be a specialist engineer, that are going to build bridges as a civil engineer, 
to the Whitefoot community, Whitefootshire community, we are bringing and bringing to them something that the world doesn't have. We have to present to them Jesus Christ, a different way of presenting Jesus Christ than they have received in the other denominational churches because the denominational churches have not yet received the revelation which was brought by William Aaron Branham to unveil to us who Jesus Christ is. So we are bringing to them a message, a product. We are like a salesman. We are bringing to them something to them that is that is tangible reality of who God is. And to bring that tangible reality, we have to work together as a fellowship. But yet this fellowship that we have to work together as a fellowship is like a home at the moment. And it means that the condition of the home is almost the condition of the fellowship. And in reality, when we talk about some of the messages that Brother Branham is preaching in, in the mystery of, of the church and the bride, of the, in the mystery of the bride and the bridegroom in Ephesians chapter 5, often tempted and used at marriage ceremonies, he says that a church is like a family. Even if it has got a thousand people, even if it got a female, you consider yourself as a family. Let's say, for example, if we were to look at some of the families, let's say the wedding. It's like a family at wedding. Halifax is like a family at Halifax. LCA is like a family. The way they do and conduct LCA, wedding, Halifax, Branham Tabernacle, Eastleigh, Shalom Tabernacle, whatever fellowship it is, it's like a family. They run their things with the element of having a head and then um, deacons and then trustees in the order of the of what was given in like a family structure. But sometimes the families do not have because some families have got one child, some families have got two, three, four child, some have got four, five, some have got seven. But the way that it, it, it operates is like it, like, like it, like. Am I saying correctly? Jagafana no good. The family is like a team. One position of a member of family affects the other position. The position of a husband condition if he feels sick affects the family. The condition of a wife if Something happens here, it affects the family. The condition of a son or a daughter, if something happens here, it affects everybody. It's just like your body. If your if your finger is hurt, you get pain. If your tummy is aching, you get pain. You can't sleep. Everything affects one to the other. There's a coordination. So you cannot do with one and the other. You cannot go along and say that I have no need of my finger. Because when you say, well, no need on my finger, and it's amputated, you will feel the pain. You cannot say, I have no need of my leg. Because when you go of your leg, you cannot walk. You cannot say, I've got, I've, got, I've got no need of my eyes, because if you don't have your eyes, you cannot see. So you need each part of your body. Just like God says that each one of us in the body of Jesus Christ, we need one another. So in a family, we need one another. In a church, we need one another. Even if it was as big as, as any other church you would think of, even in the Congo, when they have the 5,000, how they manage to do it 
becomes a challenge when they are more, but they need one another. That's why sometimes it's actually much more um, beneficial to be in another little flocks because in little flocks, if you need one another, you benefit from one another's influence. And the influence that one leaves affects the other person. In the church, the influence that one person has in church affects the other individual. But Abana even goes on to the extent that if one person is not actually living right in the church and they know that they are not living right in the church and they are being continuously doing the things despite being warned, guided and told that the things they are doing are wrong, they can hinder the blessings of another person. They may even hinder the blessings of somebody who might even fall sick in such as a sickness unto death until somebody will die just because somebody is not living right on that end. That's why on the communion table, people are told that tie you one for the other, pray for one another. We say tell you one for another. Like if we were to give for example here, if in our communion here, just for here, because we are going to be talking about anyone else, I will be praying for Sister Makumbe. And when I'm praying for Sister Makumbe, I'm praying for Sister Makumbe's weakness. Because I'm saying Sister Makumbe may not have this, she has this weakness and she's doing these things. If she goes and takes communion, in that communion, she's continuously doing these things, and she's communion and taking communion, it means that she might bring death unto the whole family. Why? Because she's not living next year, and then she's taking communion, then God will look at it and say, ah, but these people, this one is not living right, she's being told. Doesn't she know that what she is doing is affecting everybody? I cannot bless these people. So when I'm praying for her, I'm asking for God's mercy. I'm putting a blood so that if God forgives them of what's happening, then the blessings will remain in the whole camp, in the whole family. That's why communion is like that. Same is it in the church. You pray for one another and love one another because you want the blessings of God to remain in the church. Same is it for an individual. You, you, you help one another because you want the blessings to remain in there. Same is it like the prophet preaches a message which I'm going to talk of one another day in a message called influences. Same is it for, 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 for influences. You live for one another. When you are doing good, if I am going to Peterborough and I'm living in Peterborough there and I'm being tempted in Peterborough, the light that I live in Peterborough is going to come and affect Watford, it's going to come and affect my home, it's going to come and affect the fellowship. So my life out there in Peterborough is going to be lived out right because it will affect everybody else here. My influence which I am out there Let's say, for example, I'm going to pick an example here. Let's say for BIAT University, it's going to affect me what everyone else is yet. If it was even a fellowship of 10, 20 people, it's going to affect everyone's life. That is why we have to live one another. When you have Christ said a certain statement, he said, Sanctify me, O Lord, so that it can be sanctified for them. For, for the sake of others. You get your sanctification to live for the sake of others. You are praying, Christ was praying to be sanctified so that his life, which is clean and holy,
could be lived out for others. A Christianity is living out for others. Eternal life is living out for others. So the moment you are living for, 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 for let's say, if I'm, if, like I mentioned the other day here, that um, the, the, the life that I live, the things that I do, is going to affect my children and my grandchildren. If I know that this thing, this mistake that I'm doing, is going to affect Eliel, for example, and then I continuously doing it, it means that I do not love Eliel. Because I'm doing things that is going to affect Elio. Despite the fact that I am the father of Elio. It means that I love Elio is not, it's not there. But if I'm living in heaven, Lord, I want to live right so that Elio can live right. It means that I'm not living for myself. I'm living for Elio. I'm doing things not for benefit me, but I'm living things for the sake that Elio would benefit. That's how I'm living and sanctifying my life for Elio. When I'm living, I'm living for the fellowship in Watford. When I'm living, I'm living for the fellowship, for the home of, of um, I said I'm going to join together, together the two things. I'm living for the home of Makumbe. So what we are doing is that we live for one another as a family. Now that was the family talk on 31st, which I wanted to say, when you live for one another as a family. But together, if you bring it to the fellowship as well, we live together, fellowship, even if there were other people here, or presenting the, the same thing, we live together for the fellowship. Now, because a church is likened unto a fellowship, God then expects that a man that ministers in the house of the Lord, when he is called, he's not called alone. He's called with his house. In the Levites, when they were called, they were not called as, a, as to be a Levite, to be in the ministry, to be doing the work of the Lord, when they were just as Moses. The moment Moses was called, the poor was called. And even Goshen was called, the children. That's why the poor was able to question Moses when he got the second season to his children. So the moment when you are called, you are called together with your family. So the expectations of a calling, of a minister, of a preacher, of a, and this is just a minister and a preacher. If you then go into the office of a pastor or a deacon, the expectation is that everything that happens around the minister is going to affect the children, is going to affect the family. So there's an expectation that even the family have got to live in a particular way. Or oh, they've got their own expectations. The moment that there's an office that is being called, People who will not look upon a ministry as an individual. They will look upon a ministry as the whole family. And now bringing it back home, like if I was on the 31st, which is the talk I wanted to say on the 31st, but bringing it to 2019, is that the people are looking, I've, I've already decided not to talk about that. People are looking, are, are, are looking at us, at Spokot Bed Fellowship, not just at Spokot Bed Fellowship, which we may be projecting out to the public because our motive and especially my motive is that you cannot say you are having a fellowship and you are keeping quiet and nobody knows you. You have a fellowship, you have got to give it out to the public that the public knows about it and then the public can be called to it. So when people are saying in the public, they look at people who fellowship, but they look at who is this person, oh, they look there. So 
So who is who is with Luke? Is he married? Oh, he's going to leave his marriage. Oh, so who is his wife? Oh, his wife is a Gina Makumbe. So who is a Gina Makumbe? Do they have children? Oh, they've got four children. Oh, so which, which are the children? Ah, Bula. Oh, Wamenisan. Oh, Elio. These things are okay. So everybody is looked upon from the public perspective. Not just the believers in the message, but even the way back sinner who is going to walk into those doors who might not even know anything about the message of the hour. Who may not even know anything about Jesus Christ. But when they look and come back in this fellowship, they are looking at, oh, they are family. Oh, he is got a family. Oh, do the family love the Lord? Do the family do things in the Lord? How did the family live? How did, so it's all becoming the family. And that is why even in the great rapture, God says that when he shall bring the people together, those that will be in families will be coming as families. And that is why some people who might not understand why it's communion people, it's communion people, but one of you say, come as families. Because when there is a day, on that same communion, you shall be coming as a family. Obviously, as life goes on, and the things happen just as, as much as when you get older, we get into transition, one member of the family lives and then go and start another family, that automatically means that they're not more part of this family because they are part of another family. You cannot be both families together. Just like a fellowship, you cannot be in fellowship, you cannot be I'm part of I'm part of Reading, I'm part of Whitford, I'm part of LCA, I'm part of no, 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 no. You can visit one another, but you cannot be part, completely part of one another. As a family, you stand independent. As a fellowship, you stand, as a, you stand independent. So in 2019, 15 minutes, okay. So in 2019, the challenge that we have is that Speckled Bed Fellowship has got to grow. And as it grows, it has got to place things in order. As it places things in order, the things how we started unexpectedly are not going to be the same in 2019. We do not expect that things will remain the same. We expect that things should have a growth. And we are praying for the Lord Jesus Christ to give us a growth in the fellowshipping. In the plan of the Lord Jesus Christ to give us a growth in our conduct. The growth might not necessarily be more members, but would love it to be that the Lord will bring in not more members to just come and warm up the pews, but more members to inside the body of Jesus Christ. Fellowshipping with us. But more of the growth is in the character of our being. The beauty of any church lies in the character of the individuals. As a family, as they look upon the Luke, Luke Makumbe, the character of Luke Makumbe is different to the character of someone else. Imagine, even if I was born in the same family as Makumbe, my character is different to Brother Ibn. My character is different to James, despite the fact that Brother Ibn might be in the fellowship of the message. So the character of an individual affects the character of the, of the wife, affects the character of the children. Not through genetics, but through how it is presented, through living for one another. So the character of Spoken Bed Fellowship is going to be looked upon because the character and the beauty of Spoken Bed Fellowship will lie in how the people present themselves, how the people are. And like I said, we do not focus on the things that make you scared here. Yeah? We focus on the empty stage. So the empty stage of a fellowship, the empty stage of a church, the empty stage of everything is to be in the rapture. 
come and be uh, is to go to heaven. And for, for us to go to heaven in the rapture, <clears throat> just waiting for blessings. I'm aware of you living eternity will pray for you. That's what we pray for you, God. So the end, the end stage of being in the rapture, just listen to the word of God. We are not going to do that. We are not going to do that. Just listen. Like I said, blessings aching of being in pain, resultment because you ate too much nutella, affects all of us. So if you are going to ask, what do you want blessings to be in pain? We will not give him too much and tell at the end because you know he will be making pain and then we will be, we will be affected. So we have to care for one another. You will be well blessed. So the end stage of being, of being in the rapture, the end stage of meeting our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is what we are focused upon. So we will do everything with all our heart and soul even confessing everything for the sake of getting into the Christ our Lord and Savior. The end stage is to be the wife of Jesus Christ. As a church, we are a woman. As a church, we are ready to present ourselves and how we conduct ourselves as how we how, how, how a woman would conduct herself to a husband is how a church would conduct itself to the Lord Jesus Christ. And how that church conducts itself to the Lord Jesus Christ is how their character is to the Lord Jesus Christ. So the character of spiritual fellowship and the beauty of spiritual fellowship in that character is going to be presented not to the pastor, no, 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 no. Like, oh God, like how it has been taught. I remember some, a lot of other wrong doctrines. Like how it has been taught in some places when the people were worshipping their pastors, the people were worshipping their ministers, which is far be it and the Antichrist. Because that is how the Catholic system is now, because they are worshipping a church system of a man. That is Catholicism. That is wrong doctrine. And it slowly keeps into the message because of wrong teachings. But you do not ever bring a praise, no matter how great the gift is, unto a minister or a pastor. Never should the glory go back to a man. The glory should always go back to God. Because that man should not be drawing people to himself. And God forbid that I will ever draw my people to myself. God forbid that I will ever put people to, bring to myself. I am just as much a weakling, much more a weakling than many of the other people. But I want to point the people to the, to the Lord Jesus Christ. So that the whole fellowship of people fellowship would be, would be worshipping the Lord Jesus Christ, would be a wife to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they are when they are right to the Lord Jesus Christ, then that fellowship is got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that relationship with Jesus Christ is based upon that stature, which brings all the virtues to that self, to that last get one, which is love. When you have added to your faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, goodness, brotherly kindness. And have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, then you add to that love. Because the love of God and love with Jesus Christ is the end state that Christ is going to have with his wife and bride. So the character, 
that we are able to bring and project along one of the things is that we have got to place in order the thing that is going to bring us the love of God. That is the end. So the things that we do that surround us, the things that we might fall upon us, and then we might not do well at that person that is in university, we will not achieve and cross over to get to that end stage of love. As a family, we've got to love one another. And that love of one another would bring us together. As a family, just as a family outside of the fellowship. But as a fellowship, we've got to love one another. That love would bring us together. It is what God is looking upon the people because with love, godly love, you have God inside you. With godly love in you, you've got the ultimate of Christianity. So we have to come to a position when we have to look and consider and love one another, both as a fellowship and as a family. To get to that stage, five minutes. I'm not going to talk about it. But each year, the prophet would sit down with the deacons, sit down with the trustees, and bring to the church an, an order of 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 um, of of It didn't start it as we are aware of it from the texts and books which were started to be printed in 47 up until 65. He started it when he started his ministry in 1933. So even back then, the prophet used to place in church every year and you would come to a tiny 31st meeting when they would consider what has happened in the past year and they would put in place goals and what they want to achieve in the following year. So as much as I was coming to 2019 now, I was saying, we might have been brought to this stage when this is a life event that has brought us to a corner. When I left Zimbabwe, I never knew that I was going to have a fellowship in Watford. Never, 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 never. It's only in the past few years been things that just unfolding. But as it has unfolded to a life event, I'm now looking not just in, for 2019, I'm now looking beyond to 2030, 10, 15 years from now, if the Lord tarries and does not come. But we are praying that even so, come Lord Jesus. So if you want to come, you will have to find us in this. And if something happens and then there's another life event, that means that we have got to turn another corner. But as for now, because we are not knowing what will happen for us in the future, we have to go along with what we have now. And what we have now is that we have a fellowship in which we have to believe in and put all our hearts and soul, our strength, our mind to it. Like I was reading the other day on that story of, 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 of the lawyer. It is what, what is eternal life? Everything, our strength, our mind, our soul, our heart, and then we love God with that, and then we love our, our, our neighbors. Because it is love, the ultimate, that we are able to project out. And it is love that we want to project out at Speckled Bread Fellowship. Now, the order which Brother Bernard would say, some of the things, I'll just highlight them, I will not talk about them. And I, 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 I thought I was going to do this today, so that I will just take a break, and then next week I was going to come back to the fellowship to the to the continuation of where we left off on on why did you pass it there? But anyway, we will see what the Lord does.
So every year, Brother Branham would put in place, so I'll, I'll skip the first stages, some of the first stages, because we do not have those offices. Brother Branham would put in place the pastor who was always announced, he would announce the deacons, he would announce the trustees, then they would be given a 30-day period whether they want to continue in that office or not, and then would ordain those deacons of justice. The pastor is only obtained once. An ordination of a pastor is different than an ordination of a minister. You are not a pastor. I've just only been ordained as a minister. A pastor is ordained for other when there is something to pastor. So, he, then the next thing Brother Branham would do is that he would, like in this message, he spoke to the church upon the things that they believed in. Excuse me. <coughs> upon the things that they believed in. So, when he was speaking the things that they believed in, he was trying to put in place an order so that if you are starting a fellowship, if you are starting the beginning of the year, and you have to build your house upon a rock, not upon sitting sand, like we read. Because if you build your house upon shifting sand, when the floods come and the winds come, they will blow that house away and it will fall. And the great will be the fall. Let's put it to Spiegel Bed Fellowship. If we build our, 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 our fellowship in here, not on solid rock of foundation of the word of God, Spiegel Fellowship will crumble, will crumble and fail and fail, achieve its end. And this is the reason why so many people who might even be called of God, but rather they are not called of God to become ministers, to start the fellowship, but they are scared. And because they are scared, they are scared of great is the fall. If you were to say and you've made yourself public, you are doing Spiegel Bed Fellowship, everybody knows about it, and then something happened and you are putting yourself on site, not on a rock of foundation, and you fall, the whole world will know. And great will be that fall. So the greatest challenge that we have is that we have to make sure that we are building Spiegel Bed on a rock, and the rock is a revelation of the Word of God. So the commitment that I do when I'm doing my time on the week, I put in my time, I'm going to be working here, I'm going to be working here, but I also have got to put in my time the time that I'm going to be committed to seek the faith of the Lord, to bring a message to Spirit of Bread Fellowship. Because if I'm just going to be dilly-dally and just do everything, and I'll just come to fellowship, like I, I hate for the two days because I was really wondering what I'm going to speak about. Because it's not going to be a rock. It's not going to be, it's going to be sent. Anything that will come will just push you away and the wind will go. Any job will just come and will push you away and the are So we have to build people of bed fellowship and even our home on the rock of a revelation of knowing who Jesus is and the rock of a revelation of the word of God. So Brother Bernard then says, as you come to the end, I'm just going to to speak them, to speak them out. We believe, Libra Branham says, and I'm, I'm also saying the same thing, we believe that we are living the full weight of the word of God. And that is from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation. And on top of Genesis to Revelation, even on the back side of the book. There are things on the back side of the book which 
speak about the inside of the book. And this back side of the book are the seven seals. These seven seals were revealed when the seven tongues uttered their voices and the message was given to Brother Branham and the Brother Branham's message came and spoke the things that are in the Bible. So we believe the full gospel of Jesus Christ from Genesis to Revelation and the seven seals and the seven tongues and the revelation of the word of God. So we believe in everything the word of God is. We believe the word of God is God. We believe in the word of God. This is the foundation and the altar of Speckled Bread Fellowship. But Abraham used to say these things because he was putting in place the altar of Abraham Pratt Tabernacle. I'm praying these things because I'm putting in place the altar of Speckled Bread Fellowship that we need to build our, our, our fellowship, our everything on a rock of a revelation of the word of God from Genesis to Revelation and on top of that, the message of the day spoken of by William Mario Brennan. We believe that the, we believe in the seven church age messengers. That in each age there was a messenger sent. And the last church age messenger sent was William Mario Brennan for the seventh church age messenger. And he, this message is continuing on. There is no other man as an individual. Who is going to come and say that he is God a messenger? It is not in the word of God. There is no eighth messenger or ninth or tenth. We believe that the seventh messenger, who is William Aaron Branham, spoke everything that is needed for the rapture. After William Aaron Branham comes the offices, which are five: a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, a prophet, and apostolic. And these are ministers. We are just echoing the same thing that has been in the Bible. That's one or two. Now that was what when we was saying here, yeah, we believe in the in the full gospel. I've just I've just I've just uh, paraphrased it. Okay? It was on paragraph two of that message. Uh, let me just go to the next one so that we we he said, we believe that these things ought to be certain. We believe in the church right of Jesus Christ not to be in one localized assembly like we are here. We believe the bride of Jesus Christ is mystic. It's all over the world. It's in those people that enter into the body of Jesus Christ through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We believe in sanctification, justification, but the brother says here, yeah. Romans 5.1. I'm just saying them as we speak. I was going to talk to them and show you all there, but we didn't have time to go again. But I want to, and I want to say this at the beginning of the year, so that there will be a highlight of the whole year round, and we'll pick from these things and take them to the following year as well. We believe in sanctification, on paragraph 6. According to Hebrews 13, 12, sanctification being a talking talk to the church, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, being that we enter into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is put into a vessel which is clean, and then that vessel will be used. So, but Abraham doesn't say it here, but because I know other messages, but Abraham says what, what, what the message, what the vessel will be useful for, is that, that is, we also believe in adoption. That you have justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Once you've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you also get adopted, meaning you are placed to do a certain part in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We also believe in the New and the Old Testament. We believe in water baptism by immersion. We believe in, um, in the operating of the gifts of God. We believe in the operation of the gifts of God. Some people might underestimate them. Some people might undermine them. But we believe them. And the operation of the gifts are nine gifts given to the church. And those nine gifts are in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And those nine gifts sometimes can be abused if they are not placed correctly. But we also believe that those nine gifts can be used correctly if they are placed well. So we do not have to undermine them and say that they cannot work well when we know that God has given those gifts to the church and they are part and parcel of the Bible. Of the Bible. On that note, we believe in not to add to the Bible, neither do we believe to subtract from the Bible. We believe that if you add to the Bible, pegs will be added to you. We believe that if you subtract from the Bible, your name will be taken out of the land of God. So we have to be very, very, very careful and make sure that we speak things only in the Bible as revealed by Malachi 4. So we believe in those gifts. And we believe they've got their place. We believe those nine spiritual gifts, they've got another tenth gift. And the tenth gift is the giver himself, which is love. So while these people say we believe in nine spiritual gifts, I always say they are ten because the tenth one is Jesus Christ himself being love. So if there's nine spiritual gifts and then there's the tenth one being love, and love is the greatest of all of them, you would rather have one gift of love than any one of them. But if you have got love and you've got the rest of them, well, God be praised. Hallelujah. Then we believe in meeting together and having fellowship that we have today. We believe that um, we, we, we despise not the gathering of the saints like today. And when we gather, Brother Branham goes on to speak on this, on the last paragraph. This was a 30, 30, 30 minutes deep. But in the last few minutes, Brother Branham goes to say that as we gather, we also believe in the order of our gathering. The order of our garden, which we try to do here, is that we come in the air 30 minutes before fellowshipping for prayer. It's called a prayer service. It's a service. In that 30 minutes, you can actually receive from the Lord just by praying. Then we also believe in the second stage of song service. And that song service is another service which you can also be blessed of. Then we also believe in the speaking of the word of God that we are doing now which is the third one, is the great in the courts. And then we also believe in the ministration of the needs after the after the opening of the word of God. Which means that if people have been prayed for, have been praying, and then people have sung, and then after the sing, people have heard the word of God, then they also must be given the fourth stage when people have to speak back to God. Now, yes, they were praying their needs. Yes, they were singing praises. Yes, they were singing the word of God. The fourth one is the ministration that they, they pray to God and God gives them their needs. Many times the things that you pray for in the prayer service, if you have done things well, you receive the administration when the word of God is finished. Many times when you commit yourself to the Lord, even the first thing which we may not mention here is that when you are coming to church, 
You can pray. When you tell when you when you when you arrive, you pray. When you when you show, when you are singing, you are also singing in some the hymns, but they are paradise. They are worshiping. When you are receiving the word of God, you are also saying Amen and Hallelujah and responding, but it's your answering to the prayer. When you are receiving your ministration, you are receiving your rewards at the end of it. So we believe in the whole process. Some people just want to, sometimes God comes in a heavy anointing and in prayer service, some service, then the Holy Ghost comes and then you don't have time to open the word of God and then you don't have time to, to do the ministry. God, God is, 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 is come down in the soft service. Sometimes God comes down in the preaching of the word, then you don't have time to do the ministration. But sometimes God then lets you get to the ministration. That is why each brother Branham says, a preacher that comes and preaches the gospel and then does not make an altar call is not a preacher. Because the end stage of a preaching should be bringing people to what we have been preaching about. If, we have been, if, if people have been praying, if people have been singing, if people have been listening to the word of God, and then you just close the word of prayer and then you can go back home. You have not brought them to the final stage, which is Jesus Christ. So a preacher comes along here, they've got a message, when they preach the message along themselves, and then they just do not make an altar call. An altar call does not necessarily mean that come and pray and give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. An altar call can be, do you have any need? Are you sick? We, you, do you need, do you need to, to be provided with, the, with a job? What is your need? Raise up your hands. Let us pray. And they pray. That's an altar. So, these stages, we all believe in them. So, even when you come to fellowship, even if you were going, I'm saying this for speckled bed fellowship, yes, speckled bed fellowship, but I would do the same for going to any other fellowship. If I went to any other fellowship, I would go and have time for prayer, have time for songs, have time for reading the word of God, and then have time the expectation that I'm going to pray towards the end of the word of God to receive my needs, which I've received from the word of God. And if there's an altar call, Raise up your hands, I'll raise up my hands. If there's another word to call for prayer, I'll call for prayer. Because what I'm seeking for is the end stage is to be in the rapture and to have the love of God. I might have said a lot in the last 10 minutes. But that was the message which I wanted to say for the order. To believe in all those things which we've spoken about. Sometimes you come to change you want to say one thing and then you end up saying a lot more other things. But that's how the Lord works sometimes. Shall we bow our heads to pray? <clears throat> so we've got to get challenged. My, my, my prayer and my request from two perspectives, a of this fellowship and from a perspective of facing 2019 that we've got to build ourselves upon a rock and we've got to love one another and we've got so many challenges that we've got to go through for 2019. Let us leave that commitment. Let's take this day as if it is the 12th hour of midnight, 31st December. Good. We are facing 2019 on a life event of Struggle Great Fellowshiping. That Struggle Great Fellowshiping is got a life event of Makumbe family, of Luke. It's got a life event of you being in that particular family. So let us have a determination that we are going to follow the faith that we have believed and the order of the faith that we have believed in. I've spoken some of the things we believe in, not all of the things that have been spoken, 
but in putting in place some of the order of our fellowship and for our family, of our fellowship of our men. Let us pray for this fellowship. If we would that need our own when everyone's eyes is closed, mine too are closed. We want to pray. And as we are praying, I'll just ask the blessings to come and uh, so that we can hear what the prophet says about the order. It's after 30 minutes, so it's, it's, it's good enough for us to hear it from Brother Branham. We also play tapes, because we believe in the message of William Branham, that if when he was speaking, he was speaking of our time. The announcements. The, for 2019, some of the things that we are going to might happen as we grow is we, we might need instruments, might need a lot more of other things. So I've been looking, I've been looking and searching and trying to figure out all the things that we, we might need. Right? We know for the music will be all the other music instruments, which are guitars, keyboards, and all those things. We know for 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 the projection, we've got this projector and so forth. But I also have we want to find a way of how we can project it much better. But yeah, I'm, 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 I found one or two things, and then we also have um, something that was related to actually Brother Perry Green. He thinks that if you are going to be a preacher, you also need the peace. You need to be preaching, you need a pulpit, and you need a, I don't know, I forgot that, some of the other piece. So, I've also been looking, and then actually last night, I couldn't sleep and I was just searching on the online, trying to find out uh, what kind of a pulpit uh, would be best for us. There are several of them on, on, online which you can get, but I found the place where they can design one. The one that was done in Halifax was designed at their convention in Birmingham. But this one I don't think is in Birmingham. I found a place that we can actually design a, a pulpit. So the pulpit, which are a kind of like it was designed, it might be, it might be, it might be, it might, it might be something that you might say is too, 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 too big and too expensive for us now, but I think it's better we get that one now than say buy a small one now and then we just go with the small one because the anticipation is that we are not going to be small. The anticipation is that after a few years we are going to be big. So if you are going to buy something with the expectation that you are going to be big, you might as well get the thing that you are going to be big even now. So that one is costing slightly more expensive. And I'm just we are just going to use the same things that we use. We use our tithe, we use our offering. Because those are the, that is the, 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 that is the Lord's money. That is not our money. That is the Lord's money. To save up for it, and we, we will buy it. And just a description of it, it almost looks like this. It almost looks like this, a meter like this. And it's got a stand. 
and then on the pulpit it's got um, it's got uh, it's got um, it's got where you put your Bible underneath, but on top where it's a glass, and then it comes along with a, either a laptop or a tablet inside, which can be wirelessly connected to a laptop or to a projector. So there's things that will be saying on the projection and on the that it's specially made for, for churches and on the on the on the thing will also be on the tablet. If you've ever been to LCA pulpit, they put a tablet in front of the the pulpit. They put it on top of them. But this one will be inside the pulpit with the glass there. So the future will not have to look around. What they can see on the tablet is what will be projected out. So that's how it good. It's got two mics. There's a meter like this, you've got two mics there. So one person who, if there's ever an interpreter, if there's a need for an interpreter, one person can speak this side, another person can speak this side. If you don't need one, you just close it off and then you use one. Um, in addition to that, it's got about, there are two. One of them has got a 50 watts and another one has got 100 watts. Watts are the sound of the speakers. So that, those are quite a lot for this room. This room, I think, might need just about 10 or 5. You might not even need. But I've noticed now that the longer I speak without a mic, my voice goes even in just singing. Then, but if you've got a mic, you reduce your volume. You reduce it, then you speak. Although I'm not good at that, but that's how you're supposed to do it. You reduce your your voice, or if you shout, you just reduce your volume there, and then you don't have to shout, you can just speak normally. So I'm not good, I said I'm not good. But uh, it, 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 it comes like everything in that pulpit. So you might not even need speakers, to put speakers all over. It will be a pulpit with a speaker, with a tablet on it, with mic on it, and on top of that, you, 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 can actually, you can actually have a cordless thing, a cordless, uh, a cordless uh, thing that you can you can move away from the pulpit itself and uh, and speak and still use the same speakers. And it's, you can actually go in front and you those those uh, sounds that come along. You not have it because it, it's all synchronized. All you have to do is adjust it. The volume adjustment will be there, so you don't need even the sound thing. So to me, I, I just like that. That's what I, I God willing, I'm going to buy this one. Maybe not now, but when the Lord provides, I'm going to buy that. Because I think it's just good. To, and if you were to move away from this building and go to another building, you just know everything is there. You just lock it. You come back, you set it up, you just set it up like this, you're good to, you're good to go. <clears throat> so that's about the pulpit, that's about the sound, that's about everything. But you know these things are going to come. Is there anything else that you might come to say? I don't have anything. If I mind, so anything.